Greetings, Father Harmon. Deacon David, how are you? Uh, is it is it Deacon David or is it Deacon Dave or yeah, Deacon Lugo? I'm not sure. No, I'm not a title, last name kind of guy. I would say Deacon Dave. Mm, Deacon Dave. You know, in the Eastern Church, yeah. they say even deacons are called father. So you'd be Father Deacon David. <laughs> yeah, you can call me that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, so uh, did you end up preaching yesterday? I did. I did for the uh, oh, yeah? 26th week of Ordinary Time. Um, okay. Yeah, it was good. I It was short because we had a couple of things going on at Mass, so... Um, but I, th- you know what? I think that was a perfect week for it to be a little short because the message is pretty clear. Like, right. care for the poor. This is really, really, really important, and we see what happens in right. both exam in both the um, Old Testament and the New Testament about what happens when you neglect that. So, right. keep it right. keep it it's short, like... keep it to the point, and really call right. people out on it. You know. Hmm. I think uh, the gospel from last week is a really good example of we can really just overcomplicate the readings sometimes, and it can become like, well, what's Jesus really saying right, here? Right. Or it's like, well, no, it's, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> He's saying, care for the poor, or you're going to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's it's tempting, I think, even for me to be like, well, there's got to be some nuance here in what Jesus is saying, yeah. right? I mean, like, it's not really about that in-your-face kind of evangelism. <laughs> no, it literally yeah. is. <laughs> it might actually be that. It might actually be that, no, if you don't care for the poor, you will end up like this rich man. Yeah, in hell. <laughs> yeah, <indeed. laughs> um, But, you know, it does raise an interesting question that I think you and I can talk about at a later date. But it's interesting how there is a fear that I feel within myself of preaching about hell. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe because it's I didn't grow up hearing about it a lot. Uh, from the pulpit, so I wonder, like, is there a place for us as preachers to preach about sin and preach about hell? Um, yeah, I think there is, but I don't know. I would be curious about your own experience of preaching about those types of things and if it gives you pause yeah, at all. It's difficult. I mean, I, I, I have noticed, um, and this would be another interesting thing if we ever followed through with our desire to uh, put up, like, a Twitter poll. <laughs> um to ask people if they don't mind priests kind of having themes week to week, because mm. I've I've actually noticed that I'm not, I'm not preaching on the same thing, but I find myself like um, like these ideas of consequence of look we're broken people we need we need to be saved we need to allow Jesus to come into our hearts we need to allow God to open our hearts so that we can be changed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I find mm-hmm. that theme coming up over and over and over. And now, it's all through the Gospels and through the reading, so it's not like I'm just pulling that out of thin air. But I right, do wonder right. if people well, part get of it tired is, of hearing it. Yeah, I think part of it is, is a twofold thing. One, you have to be yourself as a preacher. And if that's what's on your heart and that's what you keep coming back to, great. But at the same time, too, you should also prepare, right? Like, there's... There's both sides of it. So, like, am I repeating myself week to week because I don't prepare? And I just default to, well, you know, this is what I know, and the people of God won't care, you know. Um, <laughs> I hope I'm not doing that. You know, I'm, you know, yeah, I don't think you are. But I'm just saying, like, there's a tension there of, like, sure. defaulting to what I know because I don't need to prepare sure. much because I'm I'm so brilliant and people <laughs> will love it. Yeah. Or on the idea. other side, it's just, yeah, it's just also who you are, you know, like how, you, what you care about, you know. Yeah. So let's jump into this week. Uh, so this week we have 
We changed profits That's this right. week. We're now with Habakkuk. 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 <laughs> um, and then we also have, we've left behind chapter 16 of Luke's gospel, mm-hmm. and we're in chapter 17. Um, and we've pivoted away from some of the stuff about riches, it seems. So, yeah, what stood out to you this year, this week? Well, actually, one of, a really interesting thing, if you look at the verses for um, for our first reading from Habakkuk, it's his first... So, he's an interesting prophet, and I really recommend everybody to go and read the book. It's pretty short. Um, he's got a series of complaints and God responding. And what's interesting mm. here in our first reading is it's his first complaint with God's response to his second complaint. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, and then chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. Yeah, I, and I don't know why that was done or what mm-hmm. the deal is, but I yeah, I just find that kind of interesting that we split sure, up. Sure, sure. And it's a pretty seamless, I mean, if you read it, it's a pretty seamless, and that could be why. Sure. Um, sure, sure. That it just fit a little bit better. And you also kind of get the gist of Habakkuk in that one right, excerpt. Right, right, you know. right. Um, so I I was taken aback with uh, Habakkuk in one way, and that was the middle line of the whole thing. So it starts off with all this complaining, um, or maybe to put it less you know, flippantly, prayer, you know, actual prayer well, to God of concern. Um, the chapter titles is, are complaints. You know, <laughs> yeah, but I think you can call it, yeah, but I can call it oh, prayer absolutely. too, right? Absolutely. Like, how long, O Lord, I cry for help. Yeah. And for me, what was most striking was that middle line. Then the Lord answered me and said, mm-hmm. without really even going into the next line of what he said, just then the Lord answered me and said, maybe the word then struck me. It was like, I spent all these verses complaining and then the Lord replies. And there's almost like, like the words of the prophet sort of are silenced from that point forward where he's left silent in God's response. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of struck by this dynamic of like, okay, is he putting a lot of demands on God here? And does he deserve a response? Like, like do I, maybe thinking about it personally, like, do I have anything to make, like, does God owe me a response? <laughs> uh, or does God owe me anything? Yeah. Um, and don't, I guess I focus on it that way because I think of the gospel a little bit in terms of, do I put demands on God that then I feel like it's unjust if he doesn't do what I say? Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, in the first reading with, will he respond to me? He does. But what would have happened if he didn't answer? You know, would I would he love me less? Would he not exist anymore if he didn't respond to me? Um, but then then I thought about it in terms of the gospel of would I deem myself a servant to be one who would expect to be given reprieve of my work? Would I be expecting the master to tell me to sit at table? Or do I recognize that I don't really deserve anything from God, that God is free to do with me as he wills? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I think we have to be careful by saying um, only the things that I want I should expect from God. Because God is constantly giving us everything, life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we only recognize it maybe when you know when i'm getting a a a tangible thing um Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. i can say yeah i shouldn't expect that but we should expect grace from god because it's been given and we trust in the sacraments and we trust in the life of the church and all of these other things um right yeah yeah i I get what i get what you're saying though 
Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there's this again with the Luke stuff. Luke again does this weird thing where there's a reversal of expectation. Yeah. Right? So like, who among you would say that your servant, you know, after coming in to sit at your table, it's like, well, all of us would. <laughs> like, wouldn't wouldn't all of us say like, hey, you've been working all day. Like, take your place at table. It's time for dinner. Uh-huh. You know. Um, this reminds me a lot of two chapters prior to this with. Uh, the uh, the lost sheep. It begins the same way in Luke 15. Who among you, not having a hundred sheep, losing one, would not go out, leaving the 99? Well, the response is clearly that, well, none of us would do that. Only a, cool, a crazy person would do yeah. this. So there's a reversal there that shows us something about God. And I think, I think, if you can follow me here, <laughs> I think the reversal here says something about what it means to have increase in faith. Because that's how this begins, mm-hmm. is With Lord faith. increase our faith. Yeah. I think... Tell me what you think about this. But I think, well, clearly the answer to Jesus is nobody would do this. Nobody would do this. He's saying, ah, well, this is the next level of faith is for you to realize that I I am everything to you. I am your master. And if I have asked of you to work and to seek no reward, then that's the level of faith that I require from mm-hmm. you is you're my beloved servant. And I'm going to ask of you everything. And you should give without counting the cost. You know, you should do everything that I've asked of you and not expect anything in return. That would be the next level of faith beyond the faith of just being a servant. Now it's being completely at your disposal, even without seeking any reward. Yeah. Yeah. To go to the extreme. Uh, yeah. And, and to, I mean, because kind of to, they, to go back to what you're saying, to rely on, um, to rely on those gifts that God gives us every day, especially when we don't realize that they're being given yeah, yeah. I mean, in other words, like, may, may, if I were to put a title on what I would try to approach this as, think about how, like, the apostles are asking for increase in faith, not for faith. They're asking for an increase in faith. And Jesus says this interesting thing about the mustard seed that I don't really know where to go with yet. But <laughs> if he's asking for, the, for an increase in faith, I was thinking, like, okay, well, think about Habakkuk and Habakkuk not getting a response. He does get a response, but he didn't have to get a response. And if you think about the servant here... Well, he's being asked to work and then to get no reward for it. Well, think about like the dark night of the soul that some of the mystics go through. How is, that's an increase in faith is trusting that even in the darkness or in the lack of getting a reward, God still loves me yeah. and God is still with me. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be an increase in faith. It's not just, not just having faith in God who manifests himself to me in good ways, but even faith in the midst of darkness, pain, suffering, when God doesn't respond. Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be an increase in faith? You know, uh, what you're saying reminds me of, um, have, have I ever talked to you about my thing about taking the first step? No. You, you know that. that saying, the first step is always the hardest? Yes, I've heard I that. I don't think that's true. I think, oh. I think the, I mean, okay, it may be a little difficult, but I think the step after the first step is actually the harder one. <laughs> okay go <Say> more. <laughs> because i mean how many times have we decided to you know change the way we eat or you know change things about us um lent is a really good example people do some crazy things during mm-hmm. lent okay you could say that that was taking the first step i guess but my my thing is well are these practices that you're going to keep on doing does this really change mm. you? Are you willing to take right. that second and third and fourth and fifth step? That to right, me is right. more challenging to keep it up. Um, and I think uh-huh, that may uh-huh. be what we're looking at here with increase our faith, not to give us faith. And that mm-hmm. may be, again, what this mustard seed is all about, that 
yeah, you don't need much because that first step, well, that's for everybody that's been given. Mm -hmm. But in order for it to grow, to increase, well, that's the challenging part. And that's the radical, right. that's the radical, you know, where the, where the rubber hits the road part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cause day two of going to the gym is harder than exactly, day one. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so is it going to this mustard thing, seed thing for a second? Is it easier for us? There's hyperbole here, I guess, but is it easier for us to tell a mulberry tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea than for us to believe that God loves us when he doesn't speak to us? And uh, in, in other words, is is Jesus saying increasing our faith, you know, toil without counting the cost or seeking reward. If God doesn't answer your prayers or you are left to toil like Habakkuk is and God didn't respond. Uh -huh. Well, is it is it more does it take? I, th I wonder if he's setting up this whole thing about the mulberry bush as sort of a contrast and saying, like, you know, sometimes the darkness is even harder than this ridiculous, impossible thing. Yeah, but that's the kind of faith that I'm asking of you is to trust me even yeah. when. Well, th think you know? back. Think, think back to the to the rich official. Um, he tells he tells him and the other apostles there, um, you know, for you to do this to give up all you have and follow me, it's impossible. It's like the eye, right. the camel trying to go to pass through the eye of a needle. There it is. There it is. Yes. Yes. But for God, nothing is impossible. If yeah. you have the faith, yeah. even that is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so summarize for me here. What what would you do with this week's readings? Um. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Um, going back to the first reading from Habakkuk, I'm really struck not that not that God necessarily responded, uh, but that God responded to a plea for help, a cry for help. Yeah, and I yeah. think people are afraid to do that, to cry out to God and to really, you know, as the exercises as St. Ignatius asks us to do, to really name what it is you desire, to be honest with mm -hmm. God. And if you're angry, well, be angry with God. Um, right. And God is right. kind of validating that approach to say, no, this, there's an injustice here. You are right to cry out. Um, and so I think there's, there's a... Uh, there's a challenge for us to do the same thing, to mirror that. Mm -hmm. And uh, to yeah. go back to the gospel, I think that that might be where I would go with this, is um, that if, you know, if this, if you have, um, how do I want to say, um, that's really what faith is. That's how we increase our faith, by trusting that God will even be there in, um, in our most... Uh, upsetness or whatever you want to say when we're most upset mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and we don't understand and it's frustrating or in the case of the servant where you feel like you're not getting what you exactly. deserve like god is still you know, there it, yeah i mean we don't get we don't get a response from the servant but you could imagine someone who works in the field all day and being told to come back in and not yeah take his place at the table like that's a feeling of injustice you know of someone but even in the midst of that you're saying that yeah or to or to you know dip into second timothy here what saint paul is telling him uh, i remind you to stir into flame the gift of god that you have through the imposition of my hands what a great image stir in, yeah stir into flame 
you got to mix it up. You got to be willing to get your hands dirty a little bit and to mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but bear your share of hardship for the exactly. gospel. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. You know, the the line in the first reading that stands out to me still is a different one. But um, if if the vision delays, wait for it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it will surely come. It will not be late. Like I just keep getting a sense from the readings this week. This is why I focus on the whole thing about God not responding. Because though God responds, he says, well, if the vision is going to come, wait for it. Because it may delay. Yeah. You know, you might be left in the dark night of the yeah. soul. You might be left in darkness. But, but like you're saying, okay, on one side, we trust and wait in the Lord. But then, oh, I, like that image is great from Second Timothy is, but while you're waiting, stir into flame the gift that God yeah. has already given yeah. you. That's you awesome. Know? You know, and because God has already given you stuff. Exactly. And it's kind of funny. Um, I don't want to switch gears too much, but, you know, I think a lot of people uh, are afraid of asking God to do something and then it not happening. Like, that's the fear that keeps them from whatever, I think. Would oh, you agree yeah, with that? I do, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Well, think about the opposite. Uh, how scary would it be if you asked God for something and it immediately happened? Like, what would that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. What, how, what kind of response would that uh, call from us? Like, holy crap, mm-hmm. I can't not do this anymore. Like, there's no, no more doubt, no more nothing. Uh, hmm. that's, that's scarier for me. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be upset if God no, gave you No, not at all. But like, you know? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think there's a wisdom in God's fatherhood is that you don't give your children everything that they want unless the children become yeah. spoiled, you know? I mean, just think um, about St. Peter um, on, out on the lake. Like, oh my gosh, I'm walking on water. This is insane. This is all real. <laughs> and then he freaks mm-hmm. out. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so, you know, God has given us a gift in our baptism or in the case of Timothy, you know, through the imposition of hands. That gift that we've received is enough of a, of a spark, yeah, of a flame. It's the mustard seed. For us, you know, that's the mustard seed. To, so if you want to increase your faith, well, yes, ask the Lord to increase your faith. But then also, what are you doing to stir into flame the faith that's already been yeah. given to you in your baptism? Or in your case, and in my case, in our ordination. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been ordained to ministry in the church. And how are we stirring into flame that? Or, like, I've been ordained a week. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. I was, I'm ordained. Like, you know, I... The grace is there, but I am like actively seeking to cultivate it. You know, the grace that's yeah, already there. Yeah. Good, I like it. Um, any uh, any parting thoughts? No, I, I you know I wasn't coming into this with this with a real sense of uh, what faith really means. Kind of that first line from our gospel. Uh, not really mm-hmm. looking to to focus on that, but I I think that's really the. Um, I think that's really the thread that's going through all these, all of our readings for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can, you can picture Habakkuk saying the same phrase, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. you know, Lord increase my faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Cool, man. I like it. Um, I'm not preaching this Sunday. What? I don't think, um, but I'm going on a pilgrimage this week. Oh yeah. Where are you going? I'm going, I'm going to Loyola and Javier. Oh, just a casual little trip. <laughs> Yeah, to the birthplace of Ignatius of Loyola, Saint, uh-huh. and of Javier Francis, Saint. Saint. Is this uh, <laughs> in 
in uh, response or whatever in because of their anniversary coming up? Uh, no, this or is just part of my my course. I don't know, but this is part of my course. So, <laughs> you know, if you have any intentions, yeah. please let me know, Absolutely. and I will take them to Ignatius and Javier. Absolutely. And I'll ask that of any of our listeners as well. Yeah. If you have any intentions, I can take to those saints. Let Absolutely. me know. Absolutely, DM them to the uh, to our account. Sounds good. All right, cool, man. Have a good week. All right, brother.